You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. You know why? You know why I'm losing track of time? Because went to the theater and I saw fucking Interstellar today oh, on the IMAX my screen. God. Whoever said I needed to see it in IMAX, I didn't should see get punched in the fucking face. I, I, because I didn't. I didn't need to see it. Yeah, sure, it was shot in IMAX mm-hmm. and you know the big ooh, but it's like a whole lot of space. It's like it's not like seeing Lord of the Rings but on you the know IMAX what? screen. You know what? The gravity looked fantastic in IMAX. Gravity did. And look that's fantastic. a bunch but, of space. But there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Like visually, there's so much going on in this movie. There's a whole lot of like farm there's a whole lot of dust and farm and can we can we can i ask you what you thought about it or is there a podcast to be uh, had no 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 no, no we, can, we can we can we can just really quick it was uh it wasn't okay yeah you it, sound like you felt the way i feel about yeah, it. yeah like okay one it's way minus. too fucking long yeah it doesn't need it's to be that long. way too long there's no reason this movie needed to be as long as it was there's no reason they had to draw out like the ending and also i think this movie was a victim of being too clever for its own good yeah, that like it it try it, it got lost in its own cleverness. I didn't think it was that clever though. Oh, but but I think it thought it was. No, oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. and that's you know the whole thing where and I don't want to spoil anything, but the no. whole thing where he finally like goes into end. and he's okay. messing with the with right. the, the watch and mm-hmm. stuff, and it's like, okay, wait, what? Because well, he ends up talking to the Tars thing, and the Tars thing's like, you know, it brought us here, and he's like, it didn't bring us here, we did. So like I'm starting to go, oh, okay. Are, is humanity the architect of what's going on here? The, yeah. Or is it not? No, I but think... I got the impression, okay, maybe it isn't. Well, I, it, it is in the sense that, well, we're kind of in spoiler territory. Yeah. But, but my takeaway was that somewhere in the distant, distant, distant future, when we have time travel capabilities or black hole, we can create black holes, uh-huh. we, we created that black hole within Earth's grasp so that he can then... Go in it and fulfill Which the destiny. The main problem. Mm-hmm. What was the first time? When, when was the first thing? Y- yes, that first mission but that kicked all of this off. I don't. That brought like because the Earth was dying. Right. So who kickstart? Who was the one that got away and did the time See, travel? And I don't think this that movie treats time the way the Back to the Future does, where there's two, where there's not parallel, where it yeah. skews. I think it treats it as there's one true time, uh-huh. and these events all happened, and they just kind of happened out of order. Okay. And and I, and I just get <laughs> still. Like, I got lost in the relativity thing too. They're like, okay. This dude's orbiting a planet, yeah, and then they go down to the planet, and they're like, "But for every hour we're there, seven years will have passed." Yeah, they get back on the ship, and it's like the dude's like, years "I've been later. waiting for twenty three years." What? Like, it's not like they were. It's like a satellite, you know, that we have out in space right now. Yeah, I don't understand. It, it, it was it was a little too. It, it got a little too complicated and a little too, you know, not com- like I said, not complicated. Like, oh my god, this is it's so it's so clever. No, it just. It treated itself like it was way more clever than it was. Really and I don't was. know about you, but I totally called. Oh yeah, what it was. I told Jeff that when we were sitting out on the uh, yeah. on the balcony, uh, I was I was having a smoke, and I was like, you know, the problem I had with this movie, the main problem I had was that 15 minutes in, yep. I called what was going of on anytime, and then I had to wait three hours for the movie to catch up with. <laughs> anytime me. there's like a ghost figure and, and and we don't have an answer immediately, yeah, it's like, oh, uh, no. well, it's gonna turn out to be it's Matthew. Turn out to be Matthew McConaughey. Well, we totally spoiled in this yeah. movie. Sorry, guys. Sorry, folks. The <laughs> <laughs> it's, the editing bay. it's the editing bay on the next wave radio network my name is joe <laughs> i'm joel and we are gearing up for christmas just a couple of days away tomorrow christmas eve yeah. 
Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, what are you doing, buddy? Uh, you staying in town? I'm, I have to work. Oh, on Christmas yeah, Eve? I'm working Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Now, when you say work, are you going to pre-record a bunch of no, shit for no, the no, radio? No, 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 no. I have to be there. Oh, no I'm way. Doing, I have to do up-to-the-minute reports. Oh. Uh, yeah, you know, Can sometimes, I be on the air? sometimes they do... Um, they do this thing where they hire part-time help. They yeah. do. They get the part-timers to come in Elves. and fill in for the full-timers. Mm-hmm. Most companies I've ever worked for have done that. Yeah, not Clear get Channel. Double play. Not anymore. No, no. No. Oh. no. I'm filling in for a part-timer who's taking off for the holidays. What? Yeah. What? Oh yeah. I'm doing these. Fuck that. I'm doing these serious reports. I've never done them before. Uh, these serious radio reports for Dallas. And the, the my boss comes in. And he's like, "So you got to understand, they're they're supposed to be ninety seconds long." I'm like, nine You want me to fill a minute and a half a with long traffic? Long fucking time. With not just you want me to fill a minute and a half with traffic. You want me to fill a minute and a half with traffic on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day <laughs> at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So this will be fun. So my whole mentality going into this is, I'm gonna just fuck up. I'm gonna screw up. I'm gonna fail upwards. I'm gonna test Ooh, the theory that I've seen. I've seen work for every other person. I've seen walk in that door. I'm gonna fuck it up. And see what happens. Good. What are you, you going to do? Fire me? It's not my normal job. So wow. we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I like this new defiant joke. Hey man, it's almost a new year. It's going to be a new me. Um, <laughs> Look forward to that. So we are focusing on uh, our favorite things. Yay! And only a la- couple more episodes of this. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah. Um, last week we did Home Alone. Yeah, one of my favorite things that I've kind of turned around on. Yeah, a little you bit. just needed to revisit it. I don't, in I a don't different hate mindset. It. I guess so. That's a step forward, and that's all I can ask for. Yeah. Uh, so that's your Christmas present to me. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for giving me that Christmas present as well. Uh, all right, so we're stepping away from the Christmas theme with this one. Mm-hmm. Very much stepping away yeah, from the no Christmas theme. No fucking shit. Uh, we are going with this movie that's directed, written and directed by Neil Marshall, who did The Descent. Uh, he also did uh, uh, Dog Soldiers. Yeah. And uh, I think it was called, what was it? Um, oh, those Centurion. It was a movie called Centurion with Michael Fassbender. Okay. Uh, he's also directed a couple of episodes of Constantine. Yes, I saw that. Um, I love this guy's style. Wow. I really love this guy's style. This was actually the first movie I'd ever seen of his, and I fell in love with him as a director. Uh, and as Well, I guess I could say writer. I'm not going to give him too much credit for writing this because John Carpenter wrote all of this, like, 30 years oh, ago. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah it's kind of an... Uh, no, well, so it's... So what we're talking about is the movie Doomsday. Yeah. Oh, it yeah, came out in 2008. Say the title of the movie. Yeah. It's very much mashup feely. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if there's one particular John Carpenter movie you're thinking of. Uh, Escape from New York right it's, off yeah, the bat. Yeah, I was going to say, in my notes, it feels like Escape from New York meets Medieval Times uh-huh. meets Mad Max meets Tomb Raider. Oh, oh yes. And and some zombies thrown in. So oh, yeah. It means like 28 it days later. It starts out, and I, I even have like the, the, the running tally on like what movie we're doing an homage of at the time. <laughs> no shit. Uh, let, me, let me pull up my notes. I was looking for too many things. While you're doing that, uh, this has a, a budget of uh, 17 million pounds. Because uh-huh. it was it was produced and, and created overseas, I'm not quite sure what that turns out to. Uh, well, it's, I'm going to say a billion dollars. There that you sounds go. about a, right. A billion pounds. Dollars. So we start off. This movie starts off, and it's kind of like 28 days later mm-hmm. because it's all about this Reaper virus that's taking over the English countryside. Right. And uh, and so they split uh, Northern England from Southern England, basically, you know, Scotland from England. Yep. And. Uh, and and so you've got like the safe zone, and there's this mother and her little girl, and they're trying to get away from like the the, the mob, mm-hmm. and the mother's able to get this little girl on a military helicopter, and yeah. they take off. Not before the little girl takes some shrapnel she to the eye. She takes some shrapnel though. to the eye. She loses her eye, mm-hmm. uh, and so then we kind of fast forward to like twenty years later or whatever. I think it's th- yeah, it like 30, 20, twenty-seven years. 27 years. Now it's like twenty thirty-five. Yeah, uh, and she's uh, she's part of like like a special forces kind of thing. You know, she's she's like a special agent. Uh, and she's got this mechanical eye, like this eye that she could take out and use. And the thing was, like, right off the bat, once that happened and she was, like, running around, 
I was like, oh my god, she's like, she's like Snake Plissken. Actually, what happened <laughs> yeah. before this is they they go into this animatic of like the map of 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 England, mm-hmm. and they talk about like we constructed a wall, oh, right. and it was all around it. And, and I was like, oh my god, this is with this fucking synth soundtrack and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is totally the intro to Escape, Escape from, New, from York. New York. Yeah, and uh, and then they cut to the establishing shot of the ship that they're infiltrating, and it says twenty thirty five. Now, which like is that. exactly what they did in Escape from New York, where they gave the year oh, did they? and said now. Oh, I was like, holy fuck. And so I'm watching this with my buddy Ken, who used to be on the Joe versus Ken podcast that used to be here on the Next Wave Radio Network. Uh, and he knew that I'm a huge fucking John Carpenter fan. Escape from New York, one of my favorite movies of all time. Once I saw this, I was fucking on board. I was like, <laughs> all right, let's do it. I had no idea what I was going to get with this movie. Yeah, it starts off with like a little bit 28 Days Later, then Escape from New York, a little bit of Aliens. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mad Max goes into Lord of the Rings. Yes. A little bit of Fast and the Furious. And oh, then yeah. some Road Warrior to kind of top it all off at the very end. Absolutely. And then right back to the end of like Escape from New York. Joe, did you see this movie in theaters when it I came sure out? I sure did. Wow, interesting. Yeah. So, and you went in like cold, not knowing I, anything. I had about no it. idea what this movie was about. I, I had, I had no even, idea. I hadn't even heard of this movie. Yeah. Like it, it sounded familiar, but I don't remember ever seeing trailers for it or. I went to a, a, a preview screening because ah. I was working the promotions department yeah. of the radio station when it came out. Uh, and I was like, wow, this seems kind of uh, doomsday. Do you want to go see it? And he sure. was, Ken was like, sure, let's go. It's a free movie. We f- were fucking floored. We were floored <laughs> by this thing. And still to this day, like I, I, whenever I come back to it, I'm like, oh, my God, I really love this movie. Yeah, I can see why you chose it. Uh, it is a crowd pleaser. <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't sure what the fuck you were getting me into, though. Like yeah. 15, 20 minutes into it. I, there's so, so much violence, uh-huh. like hardcore violence. Did you watch like- the unrated version? I must have. Yeah, it wasn't labeled. Okay, <laughs> so you know, I know. Sure. I watched the unrated version of it. Uh, I I have, I had it on disc, and okay. I figured, okay, I'll just take the DVD up to work today, mm-hmm. and I'll watch it. Uh, it turns out I have a Blu-ray of it. Oh no, not a DVD, and they only have DVD players I mean, on the computers. At I work. applaud that, though. By the way, that yeah. you you should only be buying Blu-ray <laughs> only and watching depth. HD. So I ended up having to rent it on Amazon, uh, and I watched the unrated version. Yeah, that's what I did, Joe. <clears throat> no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> So I probably saw we're the not, same We're not fooling anybody at this point. <laughs> so, uh, so no. Um, so, what we've got is, like I said, it's like Escape from New York. Basically, the uh, the government gets wind that there are survivors in the quarantine zone. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, if there's survivors, that means there must be a cure to the Reaper virus. And so they send Ronamitra in with this crew. One of them named Carpenter, by the way. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. Yes. Interesting. One of them named Carpenter, and they go into the the, the quarantine zone to try to find the cure. And end up finding themselves lost in a world of fucking cannibals <laughs> and uh, and mutants and fucking people dressed up like knights. Uh, it, it, it's, it's all over the map. It's all over the place. I, and it's delightful. It is. I remember thinking uh, about halfway through when we go from, because, you know, the, the like you said, it kind of starts off zombie movie-ish. And then we get into this escape from New York, post-apocalyptic, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then it's, yeah, it's it's almost like the Warriors, too, where uh-huh. now they're being, you know, run down, um, chased by, you know, these savages, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, yeah, it's fucking medieval times. It's medieval times. It's Lord of the Rings. And if, what I love about it is yeah. when it starts off and it's, you know, you got that 28 Days Later feel, but when it's kind of that, that Escape from New York movie... Mm-hmm. It's like everything's flat, like the way everything's shot. It's so flat. And you've got like these two shots. And there's that one where like the prime minister and his uh, assistant are sitting there talking. Mm-hmm. And it's very like wordy and they have to get into the demilitarized zone. And right. if they find it, and it's like really just throw an exposition out. And I'm like, wow, this is so 1980s John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. But then 
they go into the city and it turns into a little bit of Mad Max and the scope kind of opens a little bit yes. visually. And then when they go into like fucking the medieval times era, not only does like the fucking camera work suddenly become so Dude. dynamic, but then the score suddenly becomes like orchestral and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then as they're escaping the medieval area and trying to get back to the city, it's all... they get the, they they find a car and it's totally go they go Michael Bay Michael Bay blue <laughs> yes. light as the fucking guitar riff score kind of kicks in. It is hardcore fucking drums pumping. Oh my god, it's just it's amazing. Just from a filmmaker standpoint, it's kind of like it's kind of like film porn where you're like, oh dude, oh my absolutely. god, what are they doing next? Joe, this film is gorgeous to look at. I'm yeah. so glad you have a Blu-ray copy because <laughs> I was I was sitting there like with my eyes just kind of you know bleeding. Almost like the logo for the Editing Bay podcast. Yeah. Um, th- and and really uh, sorry for you thinking that like you had this SD version that you were watching on a laptop, but uh, yeah, no, because this deserves to be seen in HD. It does at least a forty-two inch screen. It does. But, what did you? What did? Oh, go ahead. Well, uh, no, no, just complete the thought from earlier. So this movie is all over the place. It's one of those type of films that like if you went to the bathroom like you saw it in theaters yes. and wandered back in, you'd be like, "Am I in the right?" <laughs> Checking your ticket. Is this theater right. six? Why am I in Lord of the Rings all of a sudden? <laughs> Fucking Middle Earth. <laughs> yes. Oh but my yeah, god. It looks fantastic. There's what they're doing with like lighting. There's so many shots that are just like backlit where rays of light are coming through uh-huh. trees and they're just smoke is billowing. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's it, it, kudos. Now I don't know. You said you like this director's style. Is that what you're referring to, or is it more the editing and the pacing and the camera? Well, whoever, like- the, whoever the DP was. I think deserves a lot of the credit. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. He definitely deserves a lot of the credit. No, uh, when I say that I really dig this director's style, I dig his, you know, the way that he approaches the film, Mm -hmm. uh, but also, you know, the way that he he handled the performers, because a lot of the stuff that I like about Doomsday is exactly the same thing that I liked about The Descent, the same thing I liked about the episodes he directed of Constantine, Mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, my God, this guy really knows how to establish and and uh, and and kind of get the the audience into the characters immediately. Like yeah. he really knows how to just inject you into the story. And I'm like, man, you know, that's that's really fun. And he seems like, uh, I I almost want to compare him. Obviously, it won't be on the surface, but to Edgar Wright, mm-hmm. like. When you watch an Edgar Wright film, you could tell you're watching a film from someone who loves making movies. Oh, yeah. And loves movies. That's the same feel I got from this movie, that Neil Marshall loves film. It's very constructed shot to shot. Like, there isn't a lot of... You don't get the idea that... I feel like the lazy way of of making a film is uh, well, just to get three or four cameras, especially when you have something like this, like a, like a Michael Bay sized production where there's explosions and hundreds of extras and shit just flying everywhere, blood yes. splurting. Get a bunch of cameras, set them up in in, in nice uh, uh, positions. Just roll, roll, uh-huh. and shoot everything, and we'll figure it out in in the editing bay. Right, uh-huh. right, um, <laughs> nice. But <laughs> it was unintentional. Um, but I, 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 Edgar Wright does not do that. This guy does not do that. It is like there's going to be a low angle uh-huh. of this shot when the car drives past. We're going to set up. I mean, maybe they had a couple of a couple of different cameras going uh-huh. on, but it is very intentional. And it's, and it's oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's there's a moment when we reach my favorite character in this fucking movie when we meet up with Saul. Yeah, and he's the leader of the cannibals. He is. Oh my god, this dude is a force of fucking nature. How fun would that be to play that role? Uh, it would be amazing. Obviously, this guy had a blast. You could tell he's having the fucking time of his life playing this role, and he's thrown himself in at two hundred percent. And uh, but he comes out 
two fine young cannibals good thing. Yeah, I like that. Isn't that great? So amazing. Like that's I mean that the thought that goes the fact that like it's cannibals, fine young cannibals. Let's kind of toss this again. In fact, my friend Jessica pointed that out on <laughs> Facebook, and I was like, uh huh, yeah, I know, you know. And then like the big the big car chase at the end. It's two tribes by Frankie goes to Hollywood. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Totally, you know, like tribal warfare, tribal battle, it, and it was. There was never a moment in this movie where it felt so like heavy-handed or like we're doing something very important. No, it was fun. It knows what it the is the entire time, but it wasn't fun like in a dumb way. Like it was a treat. Yeah, it was popcorn fun. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's fun in that you didn't know where it was going to turn. Like I had no idea what this movie was about. I I I from the first fifteen minutes, you get the idea that oh, it's just going to be this this gr- small group of SWAT team members, and they're going to come across some zombies and. They're looking for the cure. You have no idea that it's going to end up where it, where it ends up going. Uh-huh. So it was kind of surprising, and uh, it, it's nice to experience a movie like that and watch it unfold. Although you mentioned, you know, the characters introducing the characters, I would say if you're going to watch this movie, uh, don't get attached. Don't get attached to anybody. <laughs> don't uh, don't because <laughs> a lot of people uh, by the time they're introduced, they're not they're not sticking around. Oh in yeah, the next five there's, minutes. There's uh, Sean Pertwee who you might recognize sure. as Alfred from the Gotham TV show, oh. plays one of the doctors. He's oh, one of the guys. He, oh, no. He's the guy that gets captured with Rona Mitra, with, he, with uh, what, what's her name, Sinclair. Yeah. Uh, he gets captured with her by the cannibals. He's the one that gets cooked. I was going to say, see the one they, they burn alive? Dude, um, it's tough. so seriously, getting burned alive for the whole purpose of being consumed, <laughs> the most terrifying way to go? That's got to be the, the worst way to go. It's yeah, got to yeah, be yeah, the yeah. worst way to go. Absolutely. You're surrounded by a crowd of people. The, the, but, the one chick who's just like flicking her tongue at her oh the entire God. time. Horrific. Terrifying. I was thinking that too. I was like, wow, um, worst, worst way imaginable to leave <laughs> existence. Now, <laughs> Poor guy. Because of how, how gruesome this movie is, is this maybe the kind of movie that you might just not watch like no. with, with the lady? Would no, you, absolutely you not. No. I, I can't imagine another human being I would watch this with. Maybe <laughs> Joe, you know, present company excluded. Yeah. Um, but I draw a distinction between this type of goriness and um, you know, you're next. We did that movie You're Next uh-huh. a couple of a couple of months ago. Uh, and I, I didn't have fun with that one because for me it felt too real and it was just this family that was being systematically murdered one by one and I don't I don't I didn't get it. I didn't enjoy that one as much as you did. Yeah. Uh, this one is much gorier. Uh, much more horrific, and yet I was like, uh, like I would laugh out loud. I don't know what kind of human being this makes me. <laughs> that as people's heads are exploding, dude. Because the, it's so <laughs> over the top. It's it's really you know like, what just ultra violent. You know what set the tone? That bunny rabbit. The shot of the bunny rabbit. Yes. Okay, so so yeah. we're in the yeah. present. We're yes. in 2035, and they're on the other side of the wall, the the, the London side of the wall, uh-huh. uh, and they're they're getting ready to go over, and they're explaining. You know, there's nobody's been manning. No humans have been manning the. The, the guns, they're all... Yeah, it's uh, automatic. Automatic and motion. And to visually display this, there's a little bunny that just crawls out of a hole, wiggles his nose a couple of times, and then the church just... Whoop, it gets blown away. Edge, the entire thing, and blood just... And it's not one of those, like, you know, we shoot it wide or we cut away right before... Nope, you just see Close a bunny up. rabbit explode yeah. in front of your eyes. Huh? And I, I did. I fucking burst out laughing. I think that this movie definitely wears what it wants to be on its shoulder. Yeah. And, it, and it's unapologetic about it. Uh, again, though, going back to the fact that Neil Marshall's obviously a fan of, of film... You know, you've got the part where when the team first goes into the quarantine zone and they're in the lab and suddenly like the cannibals show up in the lab and they start like attacking and the team's trying to, you know, they're trying to fight. One of the guys like quotes Star Wars. He quotes Han Solo from the prison break in Star Wars where they're fighting. He's like, not getting out that way. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even catch that. Oh, yeah. And then when they go, uh, when they escape on the train and they get to like the the tunnel Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. that'll take running from the cannibals, it's, it's a shortcut. 
And the guy that's with them goes, we, we go, we'll take a shortcut through the mountains. That's from Ooh, Lord, of, Lord the of the Rings. Yes. Wait a minute. When did? Oh yeah, that was after when they go. Through, yeah, yeah. Wow. Homage is all over this place. Right. I need no, to watch there, it again. there seriously is, and and I think that's part of what makes this movie fun, and part of what you know immediately imprints on the audience that like, okay, don't take this too seriously. Yeah. We're we're just going on a fun ride. Um, but there's something that kind of separates this movie, and it's this it's this weird intangible that separates this movie. Of, you know, because I know I've talked about on this podcast and also on uh, Afternoon Delight about, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, it's bad, but it's a fun popcorn kind of movie, you know, but but I know it's bad, but it's fun to go watch with your buddies. Mm -hmm. But this is different, like. Like you, I would never be like, "Hey, Sarah, let's watch Doomsday." Oh, Jesus, <laughs> because it's this is a, a dude movie. It's gruesome. It's terrifying. Uh, it's it's a fun popcorn movie, but it's also just to come back to it. It's really well constructed. Yeah, it's really well made. Uh, it definitely has some problems. There's there are a few things like I don't know if you caught this when uh, when they're trying to escape the cannibals in their little tanks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're the tank that they're in turns over. Yeah, and they cut to the shot inside, and it kind of looks like. You know, oh, all right, they they shot it on its side, and everybody's kind of acting like they're stuck up against the wall of it. But then when uh, Norton, the character's name's Norton, the black guy, okay, oh, uh, yeah. he goes to open the hatch, he stands up. <laughs> and he's, like, standing, like, straight side to side. I was like, ah, okay. We we kind of made a little snafu there with the continuity. but it Didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, that, this is the first time I caught it watching it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, the story isn't, it's not revolutionary. You know, it's it's the kind of thing that we've seen a million times. It was just the way that it was told. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with you. I feel bad for anybody who walks in after going to the bathroom. They're like, what the, the fuck, fuck is going on? What is what, happening? Are we in Gondor all of a sudden? Have we ever checked this? Have you ever checked this movie on, like, the Run P app or... Uh, 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 I don't know that the app was around when this movie came out. I wonder Run if someone app, did something about it. Guys, if you don't know what the Run P app is, uh, I don't know if they have an Android version. I'm sure they do, but it's for iOS called Run P. Anytime you're going to go see a movie in theaters, I, I recommend download this app right now uh, before you're going to see a movie. You know, because everybody makes you turn off your phones, and, and uh, you never know if you're going to go to the bathroom at a certain point. you got to go. You can't hold it anymore. What am I going to miss? Uh, this app, I don't know who runs it. These guys deserve like a gold medal. Uh but they, they've seen every movie, and they will tell you down to the minute. An hour and 12 minutes in to Inception, or in Inception, three hours, three hours and five minutes in, yeah. somebody will say this line, and that's your cue. And I, I do this 100% of the time when I go to the movies now. Uh-huh. And I'll, I'll, just, I'll read it ahead of time. Um, you know, what's the line? I'll listen for it. It doesn't give any spoilers, and then you hear the line. The best part about it is, as you're going to the bathroom, you click the little uh, link, and you it'll can follow along. It'll with read. What's going it'll on. show you what you're missing, so that when you get back, you don't have to do that embarrassing. What just happened when I'm gone? Uh huh. And it's fantastic. Anyway, run P, download it. Awesome. <laughs> Maybe they'll sponsor New us. New sponsors, That'd right? That'd be awesome. I don't think uh, they make any money either. Do you have anything on this? Any notes? Because uh, I think we've like quickly gone through like a lot yeah, of the stuff. Kind of had, well, we didn't really talk too much about the plot, but I mean. You know what we haven't talked much about is uh, what's going on in London with like the prime minister. Like there, there are other antagonists aside from the flesh-eating cannibals. Oh yeah, and, yes, uh, there are. There's you've got the cannibals. You've got uh, Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell, who is this? Uh, what he's like a scientist. He's the guy they're originally looking for, who was working on a cure for uh-huh. what do they call the, the the Reaper virus? The Reaper virus. Yeah. Uh, oh, I wonder if that's a. Uh, yeah, I don't a, know. A uh, Firefly reference, maybe. I, maybe it could be. Think about that. As long as they're referencing other sci-fi right? properties, why not? Right. Um, yeah, but he ends up kind of having turned uh, while he's been uh, stuck there for yeah. the last 27 years. Yeah, he's he turned, he basically turned on humanity. He's given up he on... he feels like humanity gave up on him. Yeah. That, that the government gave up on him, so he gave up on humanity. 
Uh, there's this weird like side plot that if you blink, you miss it kind of thing where you f- you find out that Saul is yeah. his son. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that, and then it's what's the girl's name who is Saul's sister? Oh, I sister, can't remember her name. I don't remember her name. She somehow. You know what? If I do have to complain about the movie, the whole uh, you know we need to cure the Reaper virus is introduced and then not really wrapped up very satisfactorily. It's it's not. I'll, I'll agree with you with that. I would say also, the entire ending is kind of a letdown. Here's here's my problem with that. All right. Uh, is the fact that they really do make a big deal about the Reaper virus. We need the cure for the Reaper virus. Even near the end, there's like people, you know, with the Reaper virus that are like making, they're going nuts through the city. But at no point while the, they're in the quarantine zone, do they interact with anyone who's got the Reaper virus. Yeah. Like they don't encounter anyone with the virus. I was waiting for somebody to contract it somehow. And I guess that makes sense because the idea is that it's only the, the survival of the fittest. You know, the uh-huh. people that are still alive or those that, that haven't been, cannot be affected by it. Right. Um, so I guess, I guess maybe that has carrier, something to do with it. Right? I mean, especially if you're cannibals. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're fucking eating people. It's kind of unhygienic. I mean, the prime minister got blood splattered on him. And, and then, uh, Okay, now, uh, can we, really fast. Yes. So <laughs> there's this fucking, this reaper virus. This guy's infected with the reaper virus. Somehow gets into the prime minister's office or whatever uh-huh. and ends up getting, you know, he gets shot and like blood splatters on the prime yeah. minister's Bob face. Bob Hoskins shoots him. This is, I mean, this dude right straight up understands that like that's highly fucking infectious mm-hmm. shit that's going on. Licks it. I, I know. You remember, I know. Remember that? He like, sticks he's his like, tongue out. He like realizes he's got blood on his face, and he kind of sticks his tongue out and tastes. I'm like, why? Don't do that. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Yeah. Uh, so then he gets put in quarantine, mm-hmm. and uh, and the guy who takes over the this, this guy Canaris. Canaris. Yeah, that's Canaris, right. Whatever. And if it's the same actor that played Stephen the Irishman in Braveheart, he was that, and then he was also in that movie Wanted. That's right. He played his. Father? Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. shows up a man who can bend bullets and that's, jump from building to right. building. He's got a, a very distinct face. And a very distinct voice. Yeah, yeah. just like gravelly and, well, like mine. The Lord a... says he's pretty sure he could get me out of this. <laughs> that's but, the other thing, too. But you're pretty fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, I like it when movies are shot in another <laughs> country. Yeah. And it's not just all un- recognizable actors like who besides Malcolm McDowell and I recognize the 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 main chick Rona Rona Mitra fuck, yeah yeah uh, I, I can't remember from what though she did the uh, one of the Underworld movies that okay. Kate Beckinsale didn't do she was replaced yes, by Kate Beckinsale that's exactly right mm-hmm. uh, ooh good good recasting Kate Beckinsale I didn't think about <laughs> yeah. that uh, and then there's that dude Adrian Lester who plays the black guy who, yeah. who almost makes it to the end yeah he almost does he uh, goes out Boromir style yeah I know with like three arrows <laughs> three in the back arrows, yeah. and protecting them even uh-huh. too yeah yeah um, but and that's another thing that makes this movie so fun. You know that she's gonna make it because she's just like a, a fucking badass. Oh, like she, she is. is the, that's why I said this reminds me of Tomb Raider because she's the Laura Croft of this world. Um, I'd I'd almost say that in a fight, mm-hmm. I think Eden Sinclair would kick Laura, Laura Croft's ass. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Laura, Laura Croft's. Rona Mitra was fucking jacked in this movie. <laughs> she looks she's, fantastic. She's fucking built. Like yeah. when she goes, they do this. Um, I'm sorry, I totally cut you off. No, it's okay. She does this arena thing when they go up into like the medieval area, mm-hmm. and they put her in this uh, this arena to fight this knight. Mm-hmm. She's fucking like all over the. She's fighting the shit out of this dude. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even the sword fight that she has with the chick what? in the cannibal compound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is amazing. Like some of the choreography is really good. It does do a little bit of the annoying, like we're up close kind of thing. Yeah, that was one of my one of my complaints. Uh-huh. As much as I love the cinematography and the editing, most. 
most of the editing. Uh-huh. At, a, at a certain point, it got a little frenetic, yeah. and sometimes there are cuts for cuts' sake, and not because it made it easier to follow. It's just uh-huh. like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we cut back to this shot again? And it's like, I mean, it's it's a faster edit, but it doesn't necessarily make it better. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't faster really isn't always sense. better. Yeah, there's one thing I've learned with women. <laughs> And the thing that I've learned with women is faster is your only option. <laughs> like, that's that's all I can give you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but I mean, like that's a that's a minor quibble. Yeah, um, but yeah, no. But getting back to your point about the um, the the Reaper virus and yeah, stuff. Yes. So the yeah, ending. the prime minister gets that on him, and they put him in quarantine or whatever. And like the dude knows that he sent this woman out and her team to find a cure. Right. You think you want to wait it out, wait right? It out. That's when, like, but I'm like, maybe I don't know how fast the Reaper virus. I don't know if they said how fast the Reaper virus activates. He's or not turning, but he's not turning. He's yet. looking pretty good. Maybe wait. Yeah. Maybe give it till you know she till nine nine p.m. <laughs> wait, knocking at the door. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say nine o'clock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. And uh, and just wait, and then if you feel like okay, uh, the cure is not gonna be here in time. Maybe then I'll then off it's, myself. It's time to go. But just yeah. wait, wait a little bit. No, what do you have to lose? Uh, right, uh, everything, everything. Basically. Well, or you've nothing. already lost it. At this point, you've already lost That's it. True. You may as well wait. And then at the end, so the whole thing, uh, so it's I'm getting confused. My Malcolm McDowell, uh huh, Kane, yeah, Kane, Kane, Kane. Yeah. So his son is Soul, the cannibal, uh huh, and I guess his daughter, Soul's sister, is this Soul sister. Soul <laughs> sister. <laughs> oh, I was gonna do train. Hey, Soul sister. <laughs> um, is uh, she's the the girl they're trying to rescue because she's good. She's been locked up by Soul as well. Yeah, that we learn and, and what's her name lets her out. Um, and then at the end they just give her up to the government. And the whole time I'm waiting because you know we we see uh, Rona. What's the main Ro- character's Ro- name? Eden Sinclair. Eden, thank you. We see her like fucking with her little watch. She has that cool watch uh-huh. uh, that controls her eyeball. Yeah, and it's almost like a DVR. She can record everything she sees on these little yeah. discs, and that's she how totally she passes pulls off her information. Plissken. She does. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how she gets it to uh, to Bob Hoskins, uh-huh. who we barely mentioned. By the way, he's like the uh, police commissioner or something, right? Um, and. Uh, so we see she's up to something. Uh, she's gonna, you know, shoot the guy at the last minute or something. She's got some master plan. Yeah. We just don't know what it is yet. Um, but ultimately, it's like no, she just lets the girl. She, she lets her get, get taken. commandeered. And but then, but then she does give the the footage to Bob Hoskins right. and it takes the guy down. But no, I but agree with you. But there wasn't enough of a comeuppance there from the wasn't. bad guy because the last time we see him, he's still sitting like comfortably in his room watching a TV set uh-huh. of the footage of him talking about you know we're just going to wait for everyone to die and the virus to eat the flesh and yeah. and then we'll look like saviors because we come in. So yeah, politically he's ruined. Yeah, but I want to see the mobs like breaking through and, and just tearing them apart. And I kind of feel like if we had gotten a Doomsday Two, that's, that's where we would go because you do remember like the very final part of that movie was her. But because when she's being yeah. held hostage by Saul, this guy comes in like after they cook Sean Pertwee. Oh, uh, they, this guy comes over and he throws a plate in the door and he's like, "You hungry? Have a piece of your friend." Yeah, and so. Oh my god. Like in one of the best road warrior homage sequences in this car chase, like they're trying to make their way to the city and Saul and his band of fucking cannibals end up catching up with them. Yeah. And there's this huge road battle going on. And, and they're all driving like like there's like a bus, it looks like the Muppets bus from it's, hell. <laughs> it's so fucking delightful. It's, it's great. so amazing. So yeah, you've got the like you said, you got the bus, but you've got the car and the gimp guy is on the front. Oh the gimp. We didn't even talk about the gimp. <laughs> we didn't talk oh, my about favorite. It. throughout the entire movie. There's just uh, you know, from Pulp Fiction, like a dude in a Saul- has a guy with a leash around his neck. Yep. 
Yeah. He doesn't say anything. He just he's there. <laughs> he gets rammed into that just explodes. And yes. I love the fact that this thing just explodes. There's no reason for it. It just explodes because that's what happens in these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Saul gets on the car and he's trying to get inside the car. He in fact there's a point where he, he's, he's actually in the inside car. of it and they're still choking her forever. What yeah. it feels like, yeah. Uh, so then he ends up climbing back on it. He he manages to get on top of this car as they start making their way. There's a bus fucking blocking it, and she's yep. like, "Fuck it, we're just gonna drive through that bus." Yep. And fucking Saul gets decapitated. It's great uh, in this in the shot. Well, and the head flies towards the camera. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So at the very end of this movie, we see Rona Mitra. She's decided she's not gonna go back to the city. Mm-hmm. She's staying in the in the quarantine zone. Well, we see her drive to the cannibal hideout. Mm-hmm. And she gets out of the car, and she's got Saul's head. And she throws it at the ground in front of like just this army of fucking cannibals. Yep. She's like, if you're hungry, have a piece of your friend. Right. Call back. And like, everybody looks at the head, and then they just start cheering ah. like, like she's their new leader. Of course. And so what I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, oh, shit. Like, is she going to lead the charge of the fucking outcasts? To the fucking city to yeah. take this to take the government down. They did totally set themselves up. Yeah, and and you know, unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever see a, a sequel to this movie. Which no, I say unfortunately, but then at the same time, I think I think we got everything we needed out of the first Doomsday. <laughs> I just would have loved to have seen like what happens next. Every now and then, I like a movie that leaves you hanging, and, uh-huh. and it's it's left to the imagination. I almost wish the uh, the Matrix movies would have oh god not been yeah. made and left it to our imagination. The first the first Matrix ended perfectly. I love it. I love it. Was, it flies it off towards the camera, uh-huh. and and what I imagined happened afterwards was much better, <laughs> way better than the <laughs> was, following two sequels. Yeah. Have you ever listened to the commentary on no. for the, for the Matrix well, sequels? Why the fuck would I do that? Oh no. my god. Well, a friend of mine got me the uh, for Christmas one year. I got like the whole that like fancy DVD set. Oh, yeah. Of the entire series. And I decided, you know, one day I was just kind of cleaning. I needed some background noise. So I put in one of the sequels and just put the commentary Is track on. Is it the Wachowski siblings? No. It's like they got a whole collection of, like, uh, of, of theologians. Oh, I knew and, it! Yeah, this like fucking... these people, and they're talking about, like, the, the hidden meanings and the deeper meaning of oh, the yes. Matrix. And they're yes. like, listen, did you hear what he just said? He just said, no, I need to find my own way, which means Neo needs to find, which if you rearrange the letters in Neo, it's one. He's the one, and that, and I'm like, sure. oh my god, can you guys just shut? So fucking, there's some stretching, so heavy handed. However, I did uh, find myself in like a Google rabbit hole. Oh, no pun intended, because <laughs> um, I I revisited the the second and third ones like years later. Uh-huh. Um, I actually have kind of a new appreciation for them now that I understand, or, or at least I've resigned myself to the fact that they're never going to be the movies I want them to be. Right. It's fine, um, and they were going for something a little more ambitious. Um, they all have. At least, okay, not the, the first movie I love. I still love it to this day. That's a perfect film. Two and three have bits that I like. Mm-hmm. Like, they have sequences that I'm like, wow, that was really impressive. But as a whole, as a, as a film, I don't appreciate that. Like, I don't like the story that they're trying to tell. See, and I'm kind of the opposite. I, I liked the overall story, or at least the direction they were taking it. They were, they were expanding the universe and fine. And I, I, I like even in the third one that we kind of find out that the, the Oracle was part of... I'd, I'd have to like go back and watch the, the, the Oracle and the Architect are basically putting yeah. all... They, they keep doing this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that. So there's some great ideas in there, but the whole Mr. Smith duplicating himself 100 times oh. and then we have to watch this 10-minute yeah, fight sequence ridiculous. that Neo then flies the fuck out of at the end of it. It's yeah. like, well, you could have saved us you know, a couple million dollars in budget. Oh, I'm absolutely convinced that the third Matrix movie was the tech demo so that way they could prove... Warner Brothers could like see, okay, we can make a Superman movie now. Oh, we, interesting. Yeah. Oh, because of the flying and Because Jen, of huh? the flying. I'm like, ah, right, all right, I could see that. So now Warner Brothers is like, okay, we can make that Superman movie we were going to try to make <laughs> where he fucking peeps on Lois Lane and is depressed <laughs> all the time. 
So fucking dumb. I like that. You talking about Man of Steel? No, I'm talking about Superman you're Returns. Talking about Returns. Oh no, that's no good. Yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I like Man of Steel too, for yeah, the most part. Yeah. Uh, all right. So getting back to uh, getting back to Doomsday. Mm-hmm. Um, God, did you have anything else? That you, I know we we got to kind of rush this one. So you no, can no, no, it's okay. Um, I probably don't have much more to. No. No, no, I'm good. Right, I, so, I enjoyed it. It's fun. Okay, good. That that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, so you enjoyed this? I I, yes. I put something new in front of you, and I was really worried. And I, I don't know if I <laughs> I know Jeff and I talked a little bit about this uh, before you got here, but uh, I was kind of worried. I, I was wondering if you know I, I'm kind of putting myself out there a little bit, where it's like, okay, this is something you've never seen. What's this is about something I love. Yeah. It's not like it's Die Hard, where everybody knows what the movie is. Yep. This is something kind of. You know, a little obscure. It's a movie that I would not have seen on my own, electively. Um, and and actually, that's one of the things I liked about this podcast and doing this with you the last year, Joe, uh, mm-hmm. is that uh, you've exposed me to a lot of things that I wouldn't have seen on my yeah, own. And then ended up, <laughs> 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 fuck. And then ended up uh, enjoying for the most part. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's a fun ride. It's it's gorgeous to look at. Uh, and it, it's it's a it's a great popcorn movie, uh-huh. and there's there's no stakes in it. You know, no. you know what's well, going to happen, except for the human. There's ones. the uh, the human stake. <laughs> the human stake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll, I I give it a man. I give it an A minus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, a, it's, I, up there. it's fun. I couldn't re- recommend it highly enough. A uh, lot of our listeners probably won't enjoy this movie. Though. <laughs> I think I think a few. Of well, our maybe listeners our listeners would, because we've got a lot of listeners that you know when we watched Hansel and Gretel. For the first time. You know what? You know, that's true. And we had listeners that were like, wow, I would never have given that movie a chance if I didn't listen to you guys talk about you know it. What? And now I, I love it. It's one of my favorite films. That movie's a little funnier than this one, though. Oh, that, absolutely. That's, that's, that's got more comedy. This one, not a lot of chuckles. Hansel and Gretel, Witch Bunny. Hunters, definitely feels like it was a Sam Raimi kind of project. Yes. It's got that Sam Raimi kind of sensibility and sense of humor. This one's, I feel like this one's just as fun, but definitely a different tone. Yeah, yeah. Um, def- definitely the kind of movie that was made by a guy that made a horror movie before. Yes, him. yeah. Don't If you don't like uh, watching people burn alive, then uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> shy away from this one. Although Terrifying. that happens in Hansel and Gretel, too. Come it to sure does. Flashback. Spoiler alert. It's still done in a comedic way. In, in a little bit. It's like a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah. Even like the terrifying shit that happens in Hansel and Gretel is kind of like, huh, it's a little, <laughs> a little whimsical. Yeah. Uh, all right, so what did you feel like this movie did the best? Cinematography. Yeah. It, it's, it, it is beautiful to look at. Um, I... The only thing, okay, so this is it's my favorite thing about it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit ruined by the over, the, the heavy-handed editing. Editing, yeah, um, didn't need to be so frenetic. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes less is more. Okay, um, so I would have liked to have lived on some of these shots more. But man, it's a, it's a it is a uh, an overload for for your senses. Yeah, uh, I I agree. I thought that the the film is shot beautifully and it captures. With with each different sequence mm-hmm. that that it's trying to like pay homage to, I think that it, it mimics it wonderfully. Yeah, while still kind of being its own its own entity. Uh, what I do think the movie did the best though was Saul, the guy who plays oh, Saul. So fun. That dude. I mean, when every time I walk away from it, uh, like while I'm watching him do his thing, his his big address to the cannibals to find young cannibals. <laughs> like I'm just like. I love him. I love watching him. Yeah. He's he's despicable, but he's just a fucking joy to watch. Yeah. And then when he comes back into the movie, I mean, you have no idea how happy I was the first time watching this movie. Yeah. When he returned and they did the whole Road Warrior thing, mm-hmm. I was so fucking overjoyed yeah. that Saul Well, you knew came he was back. going to. Like, oh, yeah. He wasn't just going to let it I, end there. I hoped. Because the last time you see him, it's when the heroes get away on the train, mm-hmm. and he screams ah! at the train, and then he looks at the guy next to him and just punches him the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. It's so amazing. Uh, so, no, yeah, Saul is the thing that I love the most about this movie. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, with the cinematography close closely after it. A lot of it. A lot of this movie close after it. What I thought the movie didn't do well mm-hmm. uh, is... 
how I, I did say that it, it did a good job at being its own entity while while paying homage to other things. Mm-hmm. But what I don't think it did as well is standing out as much as it could have. Coming to its own. As its own thing. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I felt like that it, at some points it kind of got lost in being an homage to this and an homage yeah, to that. I would, I would agree. That it forgot that it had all the capabilities and the talent to be its own thing as well. Yeah. It's it's the Dumbo of films. Uh-huh. Like you didn't need that feather to fly. You sure did. It was inside you the whole time. <laughs> all right. So uh, do you want to recast this thing? Yeah, let's do it. How many did you do? Uh, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Let hmm, me how about pull that? this up. I have got... Uh, Wow, I've got like so many, like so much notes written, but okay. Did we cover them all? Yeah, we did. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, <gasps> six. I've got six. Oh, that's all right. You want to yeah. try to ping pong? We probably didn't do the same people. Uh, probably not. Probably <laughs> okay. Not. So, uh, so yeah, we can. Uh... You go first. I went first last time. No, I went first last time. Oh, okay, then yeah. I'll go. Yeah, go on. So, the, <laughs> pardon me. The uh, well, <laughs> Jeff gets so annoyed when we're doing that. No, you go. No, you go. No, you go. <laughs> no, you're prettier. <laughs> Um, I love you more, Joe. I'm going to start with the uh, the Prime Minister. I actually did do the Prime Minister, mm-hmm. who uh, comes to an, an untimely end at his own hands. Prime Minister Hatcher. I'm going to yes, that's uh, very good. I'm going to go with somebody who has already played the Prime Minister before, um, although never quite like this. Uh, Hugh Grant as the <laughs> Prime Minister. Does he does he dance to the to the uh, the Pointer Sisters yeah, in this? right before he kills himself? That's right. That's how he goes out. He goes out smiling. He jumps out a window. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, from there, let's go to uh, the Malcolm McDowell character, Kane. Okay. Um, I, so I went mostly American with this cast. Yeah, uh, I could tell by using Hugh Grant, except for the, uh, <laughs> except for him. Uh, and then uh, for the uh, the Malcolm McDowell character, I kind of feel like you need somebody who who has an accent, a uh-huh. little wiser, um, and somebody who has also turned his back on humanity. I'm gonna. I went with uh, the Emperor from Star Wars, Ian McDermott. <laughs> Ian McDermott, because <laughs> they're basically the same Good. person anyway. Good. The uh, the uh, Adrian Lester character, who he's he's the only other guy who almost makes it to the end, uh-huh. along with uh, with uh, Rona Mitra. Uh, what is he from? That guy too. I don't know. He's one of these guys. Black. You've, you've seen him. You've him. seen him. He's probably done Doctor Who and exactly and Sherlock or something. But he's a, he's this black guy. He's a badass. He fucking kicks ass and shoots guns. Um, so I'm gonna put Jamie Fox in that role. Nice. He could totally do that. Kind of looks like him too. Um, Canaris or Canaris, uh-huh. whoever the 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 true villain, um, who doesn't really get his comeuppance at the end. Um, that was the one played by what's that character's name? Uh, the actor's name? Yeah, I don't remember his okay. name. I just know that he's the guy. He's the guy that talks like That's this. Right. Yeah, very heavy Irish actor. Or is it Scottish? Oh, I'm gonna I think it's more Scottish. Scottish. Shit. Yeah, a little bit go. more of a Scottish brogue. But I'm gonna go a John Voight for that role. Oh my god. Uh, the Bob Hoskins role, who is he's kind of the uh, the the. Uh, what the commissioner, the sergeant, or he's, whatever he's, the, you know, her mentor. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Kurt Russell. Speaking nice. of nice John Carpenter in that Escape be, from New York, that would be a wonderful homage. Might as well. Uh, Soul, who is the the cannibal who we love so much. Uh huh. Um, I'm gonna go Matthew McConaughey. Hey, hey, <laughs> fucking shirtless the entire time. And just can't you just see him chewing up the scenery? Literally. Oh yeah. Um, so I like him in that role, and then I guess my last one is the Rona Mitra character, the uh, Eden Eden Saint Clair. Eden Sinclair. Sinclair. Um, Lena Hetty, who oh is yeah from uh, Game she, of she Thrones. Was, she was also jo- uh, Sarah, Sarah Connor. Connor. I love her. I, I love that show. Actually, that's a mm-hmm. great show. Um, that ended. Way I think too we, soon. we've talked about that. My problem with the show where there's a lot when, of filler episodes. Well, not just that there were filler episodes, but also uh, the the girl uh, that was on Firefly. I can't oh, remember yeah. her name. Uh, the, the, Summer Glau. Summer Glau, who plays the Terminator. Summer Glau. When he first meets her and they're in school and stuff, <laughs> rolling through the jasmine <laughs> in my mind. 
no, when he first meets her in the school, yes. she's this totally with it and Hi. savvy kid. Oh my god! The moment she reveals she's a Terminator, she's like, I don't understand these human yes. things. Like, and she whoa. becomes Data yeah. for the rest of the the series. It's yeah. like, hey, what happened to that program that you had that fooled us all in the first episode? Remember? Right. That'd be yeah. really handy right now when you're trying to <laughs> rent a van from a. Yeah. Anyway, but Lena Hetty, that's great. Such a badass. Uh-huh. Uh, she'd be great in this role. Anyway, yeah. there's my recast. Who's directing it? Oh, uh, oh shit! I didn't do a director. You didn't do a director. Fuck. Okay, well that's Sorry. all right. Let me let me see if I can think of one. What okay, so uh, starting with Kane, the the Malcolm McDowell character, mm-hmm. uh, I went with. Uh, see, I tried to stay uh, with with the whole Brit feel mm-hmm. to this movie. So I went with the latest Doctor Who, Peter Capaldi. Ooh, all right. You know, uh, Saul, like the uh, the fine young cannibal, <laughs> uh, Michael Fassbender. Yes. Oh, see, that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, he's kind of he's got his experience. He did Centurion with Neil Marshall. So True. Why not throw him into another project yeah. like this? Canaris, the uh, the villain, mm-hmm. played by Mark Strong. Who you might mm. remember, he was in the uh, the first Sherlock Holmes movie with uh, with Robert Downey Jr. Oh. He was the villain in that. He was also uh, Sinestro in the Green Lantern movie. Yep. He's in the commercial with Tom Hiddleston and uh, and uh, what's his name, Gandhi, uh, Ben Kingsley. Oh, ben Kingsley. They, the car commercial that they do, where they're like, "Why do all why are all villains played by Brits?" Oh, that's I guess, right. Yeah, he's the one that isn't Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, he's a good or he's, Ben Kingsley. He's a good actor. I like him. Uh, Prime Minister Hatcher, played by Ray Fiennes. Oh, of course. Oh, good casting. Voldemort. The uh, the Bill Nelson character, Bob Hoskins. Yes. Uh, played by Idris Elba. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Because something that I noticed, other than Norton in this movie, there were no black no people black in people. this movie. Yeah. So uh, I-, I wanted to represent with a more main character. <laughs> it's pretty politically uh, correct of you. And then with Eden Sinclair, the yeah. Ronometra character, uh, you mentioned your next uh, yeah, early yes. in the podcast. And I thought the woman, Sharni Vinson, yep. the uh, the star of your next, I thought she was perfect. She would be perfect to play the Eden role in Fucking this read my mind. I typed her in first and then deleted it because I was like, no, 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 that's, that's not strong enough. Joe's going to want something. Wow. But uh, no, uh, not to call you out and saying it wasn't strong, but no, <laughs> that was my first thought, too. I didn't think you would enjoy it. And I think looking back on your next, the reason I think I liked that movie and liked that character as much as I did was because I felt like she reminded me of Rona Mitra in this movie. Yep. And watching this, she reminded me of the girl from your next. There's so, uh, uh, and my director is Danny Boyle. Oh, of course. Yeah. Twenty eight days later. Twenty eight days. Dude, later. that's great. This is his. That's his style of filmmaking already. Uh-huh. Well, that would have been my pick. Let's there just you go. say that's my. So pick we both too. agree on Danny that. Uh, do you agree, dear oh, listener? Let Danny us Boyle. know. You could find us on Facebook uh, and uh, just look up the editing bay in the search bar and find the girl with the bleeding eyes. That's us. You can give us your thoughts on Doomsday. What you thought about our recasting? Our opinions? Did we? <laughs> did we? kind of jerk off this movie a little too much? <laughs> Were we critical enough of it or uh, not, you know, critical enough? Mm. Whatever I was trying to say there, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of lost, my, lost my train of thought. Uh, so yeah, just give us your thoughts. And also if there's a movie that you want us to talk about that you really love, you can go ahead and let us know about it there. Uh, yeah, because we, we'll be getting, sorry to interrupt, but we'll be getting back to questionable movies uh, in 2015, oh, right? Ab- in fact, we are starting 2015 <laughs> with a very questionable movie. Oh, yeah? You sound like you got one in the, your back pocket oh, yeah. already. Do, should, should I keep it a surprise for now? Or yeah, yeah, because I still got to announce okay. next week's. All right, cool. No. Um, and we've got a website, right, Joel? We do. Tell it us is. About it. It's not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It is editingbay.com. You can go there and check it out. Uh, right now, we are focused on our Eddie Awards episode, which is coming up in a, a scant two weeks, Joe. Oh, right? my God. That's right before, so right after the new year. Right after the new year. Okay. Yeah. So I have one more episode, and then uh, we'll be get to, we'll be get to, we'll get to uh, <laughs> hear the winners. We'll be good to get, you and I both. It's, I think it's just too late. I think it's late. That's what happens. It's late. That's what us. happens. 
Uh, well, it's 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 almost Christmas. It's Christmas Eve Eve, Joe. I want to see Christmas <laughs> through your eyes. So the Eddie Awards episode is coming up, and uh, you have a couple more chances to vote. Uh, I'm going to be announcing the last two categories here in a second, uh, but that's where you go, editingbay.com, and vote on all the categories, and we'll be announcing them in our special episode. Uh-huh. Um, should I just go ahead and do the categories now? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do it. Why not? Jeff is like, yes, let's fucking go. <laughs> so our final two categories, um, Worst Director. Uh, we have five nominees here. Uh, Henry Selleck for Monkey Bone. You remember that? The, the half animated, half live action. But 100% shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it has Whoopi Goldberg in it. Need I say more? Uh, of course, you can't do a worst director category without saying uh, M. Night Shyamalan for The Happening. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. I was, I was reminded when you, you said Whoopi Goldberg, I was reminded there's this movie with Chris Rock out now called Top Five. And there's a moment in the movie, in the trailer. I guess like it's all about Chris Rock kind of redefining himself in relationships. Yeah. And at one point in the trailer, you've got this part where Whoopi Goldberg's like, "Man, when I got married, I don't think it was about love. I think I just he just showed me something." And I was like, "Yeah, you he, okay?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, the, it just took me that. <laughs> no, that was worth sharing, Joe. Appreciate yeah. that. Second nominee is a guy named Randy Moore. You don't recognize the name, and you yeah, probably never will. Yeah, he's the guy that did the music for Toy Story. Not, no, no, that's it's Randy Newman. It's about the toys that fly and they fall with style, because it's a cowboy and spaceman and slinky dog. Oh, my God, mark that down, Jeff, because that's best impersonation. Uh, best musical impersonation. No, Randy Moore is the one-time director, we can only hope, of Escape from Tomorrow. This was that uh, So it was, shot- it, it was tied in with Disney. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, this is that movie that was shot in Disney World, Ugh. kind of. Um, about the pedophile. Uh, well, you know what? In another country, he would have just been like a normal hot-blooded <laughs> you, male. You say tomato, I say pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the next one is uh, Joshua Michael Stern, also someone you probably won't hear much from, but he directed the Jobs movie with Ashton Kutcher, oh the Steve Jobs movie from last year. Uh-huh. Uh, and this last guy's name is Jeremiah Chichik. Chechik. Jeremiah Chechik. Who did The Avengers. Not Marvel's The Avengers. No, definitely not Marvel's The Avengers. This was the film. That's going back to our second episode. Was it the second episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the first, like, real episode. Like, the the Birdemic one was was kind of like... A pilot. It was our beta. That's right. And then our actual first episode was The Avengers. Version 1.0. Wow. Uh, Not a good movie. No. Uh, And he deserves uh, Worst Director. If if for no other reason that he almost single-handedly killed Sean Connery's career with that movie. Like, that's the last one he did, and then he retired, right? I mean, how can you make Uma Thurman in a skin-tight outfit uninteresting? How do you make Sean Connery creepy? <laughs> With his, one, like, umbrella. One mustn't be afraid to get a little wet. <laughs> you know the line he has? Like, Ew, Sean, no. Mark, mark that down, Jeff. <laughs> uh, I want that to be my text notice. Like. <laughs> Our final category for the 80 Awards 2014 is Worst Overall Movie. Yeah. Again, we have five nominees. The nominees are... Leonard Part 6, the Bill Cosby vehicle. <laughs> I knew that one was going to show up. <laughs> Bordello of Blood, that was the Tales from the Crypt with Dennis Miller. Um, Stolen, the <laughs> Nicolas Cage, oh one of Nicolas Cage's many horrible movies. I keep movies. forgetting we watched that. Yeah, yeah well, uh, I wish I could <laughs> forget, how bad Joe. it was. Uh, Father's Day, the Robin Williams-Billy Crystal uh, duet. Let me ask you, do you feel bad nominating a Robin Williams movie? Uh, I mean, I feel bad talking about him in, in Hook. Yeah. As Peter Pan, because I think he he did a yeoman's job. He he was working with the material he had. Uh-huh. Father's Day, it wasn't him that made it so bad. It, it, there's so many things that are wrong with that film. Okay. He certainly wasn't helping. He, he wasn't, Re- but okay. Rest in peace, Robin. Uh, and then finally, <laughs> our final nominee is Jack Frost, the Michael Keaton oh holiday God. 
Jack Frost, where uh, Michael Keaton becomes a snowman. I will always watch you. And <laughs> threatens Is to. It? I will always hear you. I will, oh, yes. I will like, always hear you. It wasn't even like sweet. It no, was like it was really just like, like, I will always Don't hear forget. You. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're going through puberty. When you're masturbating. <laughs> that's exactly what I'm thinking. I will always hear you. <laughs> that's why I stay silent. Keep it inside. That's so weird. That's even worse. Raised Catholic, everybody. So there are nominees. Go to the website and vote, uh, or also you can visit our Facebook page. Joe, where can they find our... I already talked about the Facebook page, Did you already talk about the Facebook Uh page? I sure did. But if you want, I could talk about it again. Go to Facebook and look up the editing bay in the search bar. Find the girl with the bleeding eyes. That's us. Hey, do we have a website, Joel? We do have a website, (laughs) but we also have have a, 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 what do you call it, a Twitter? Twitter. A a tweeter. Yeah. Uh, This one actually is the editing bay mm-hmm. at the editing bay um and um yeah pretty much what you're gonna find there is what you can find everywhere else cool but follow us yeah follow us and if you uh it's if you get us on your uh, on your iphone on the itunes app or whatever uh what we would really appreciate is if you give us a review uh rate us tell your friends about us uh we've uh we've been reading off some of the reviews the wonderful reviews that you've been leaving for us and some lucky reviewers have been getting uh have been getting like a special Special prize for this, a t-shirt. Yeah. Do you want to do that again? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's okay. keep it going. So Until we run out of reviewers. A number, pick a number between one and six, but don't pick five and don't pick three. I'm going to do one. You're going to do one, the mm. first one. Uh, this one is from the SMU Spaz. <laughs> and it's titled Lots of Fun. It's a five-star review. Yay. All right. Thanks, SMU Joel Spaz. and Joe review underrated, so bad they're good, and just plain terrible movies. While I don't always agree with their opinions, cough, Independence Day cough. Thank you. They're always entertaining. <laughs> I guess if you're going uh, to disagree with my opinion on a movie, you should learn how to spell the fucking <laughs> word. No, I'm kidding. Zing. I no think, t-shirt for you. I think this is Ryan Jenkins. <laughs> uh, they're always entertaining and fun. Great to listen to at work. Also... Here I, I talked about this earlier. Also, it introduced me to Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Yeah. Which gave it that extra star. Boom. Smiley face. Nice. The set the SMU Spaz uh, wrote that July 31st of 2014. Thank Thanks. you so much. You got a t-shirt coming your way. Boom. If you, you hear about this. Let us know who you are for sure. If you're not Ryan Jenkins, <laughs> let us know who you are for sure and give us your shirt size and we'll send you out a shirt. Joel, what are we talking about next week? Wow, this is gonna be a tough one, Joe, because I have it narrowed down to two and I'm still not quite sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna show Jeff what my two options are and I'm gonna let him make the call. Okay. First one or second one? Uh, Do you know the second movie? Have you seen the second several movie? Times. Really? Yeah. Ooh, then I'm I'm I want to le- I want to do that one. Okay, Joe, yeah. I don't know if you've seen this movie. Jeff has. Jeff is as excited about it as I am. Underrated. Uh, we haven't done an animated movie before, have we? Oh, I, mean, I thought the movie was called Underrated. No, I'm it's like, the movie what? Underrated from no. Um, have we done an animated movie? I guess yeah. Monkey Bone. We yeah, did. We did Monkey, exactly Bone. Like Monkey Bone. It kind of is like Monkey Bone because it's half live action, half animation. This is traditional animation though, not stop motion uh, animation. Movie called Osmosis Jones, starring oh, the that's voice the, um, uh, Chris the Rock. Fairly Brothers, right? Fairly Brothers directed. I Bill, haven't seen it. though. Bill Murray is in this. Yes, I love that you haven't seen this cool. because I'm curious to see what you think about it. It's it's uh, it's one of my guilty pleasures, okay. and I think completely underrated. And Jeff over here agrees with me, so we're gonna watch Osmosis Jones for that's our last awesome. episode of 2014. Of our favorite things. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, we'll see you next week with Osmosis Jones. Jeff, thank you so much. Uh, Joel, uh, always a pleasure. Mary- this has been a fantastic year. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm not going to I, I was going to say that. I was leading up to it, but <laughs> Sorry, if you I could want, tell you were. we could... Uh, you, can say, you can say Merry Christmas. I'll say Happy Holidays. Happy me? Holidays, Joe. Mer- uh, I thought... We- All right, and go. Happy Mer- Holidays. Guys- <laughs> 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 Merry Christmas, guys. We'll catch you in the New Year.
You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.